Hi, this is Pastor Daniel Bracken. You're listening to Kings Alaska podcast. I hope the word encourages you and you get a touch from God that brings transformation and equips you to experience life with people, power, and purpose. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy the word. If you don't mind, just remain standing. First of all, I just want to say how much I love, love, love your pastors. How much I love Casey. Can we give your pastors an amazing, amazing hand of appreciation? Amen. An amazing hand. And I felt like the Lord just wanted to say to you today, you are standing in victory. Come on, look around. You're standing in victory. Amen. Now, if you just remain standing for just a second, um, before we get fully into the word, I, um, at the beginning, actually in December of last year, the Lord said to me, um, tell the church to prepare themselves for the third day revolution. Now, when you study this in scripture, of course, we know Jesus was raised on the third day. He wasn't raised on the second day. He wasn't raised on the fourth day. There was a very specific biblical pattern he was fulfilling uh, when he was raised on the third day. But this obviously represents resurrection life. When you look in the Old Testament, you find time after time that God came down and it's prefaced by, uh, uh, by a short phrase that says, on the third day. On the third day, God came down on Mount Moriah and provided a ram for, for Abraham. Amen. On the third day, God gave the Ten Commandments. On the third day, Esther received favor from the king. On the third day, God said to, God said to, uh, to David, pursue, overtake, recover all. Come on. On the third day, God overthrew the curse. On the third day, Jesus started his first miracle. And I felt like the Lord said, in this third year, you're entering into a third day of breakthrough, resurrection life, God coming down, God doing miracles, God turning things around for you. Come on, this is a turnaround day. This is a breakthrough day, amen. And, you know, when the Lord gave me this word about resurrection life, I didn't know that just a couple of weeks later, my 37-year-old daughter would basically drop dead in front of me and I would have to call life back into her. But you know what? God had armed me with a word. And I called life back into my daughter. And she's alive and well today. Amen. But I want to say something to you. And I've got you standing because we're going to do something together. You know, this has been a seven-year battle. But today is a day that things are shifting. Come on, today, this service, this very first Sunday service represents in the spirit a victory, a breakthrough, and a shift. Amen? Now, the number three in the, in the, the, the New Testament and in biblical scholars study, uh, the, new, the number three represents the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said this. He said, I have to go away so that I can send you the Holy Spirit. This is a house that's built on the Holy Spirit. This is a house that's built on the revelation that's come from the Holy Spirit and his faithfulness to keep the word. Can you just give the Lord a hand for that? Amen. But I was reading in the scriptures and it says that Jesus said, when I go, I'll send you a helper. I'll send you a comforter. I'll send you an aid. It's the word paraclete in the Greek. Paraclete literally means one that stands alongside you. And when you study it in the Greek, it literally has the connotation of a defense attorney. Come on. God gave you a defense attorney through this whole process. Amen. But something else that I found as I was studying this out, in the Aramaic, 
This word paraclete in Aramaic is parakletos, parakletos. And the first part, parak, means to end, to finish, or to save from. And letos means the curse. So God has given us the Holy Spirit that is a curse breaker. Come on. And I just want to decree over this house today that the Holy Ghost is here and the curse is broken. Amen. In Numbers chapter 23, when they hired Balaam, and let me just say, there's been a a concerted spirit of witchcraft attack to try to make sure that this day never happened. Come on, to make sure this day never happened. But you know what? When they tried to hire Balaam to come try to curse the people of God, you know what Balaam said? He said, I can't curse them because the shout of the king is in their midst. Amen? And so I thought we should start this with just giving a mighty shout to the king of kings, the Lord of lords. Let's give the Lord a shout of praise, a shout of victory, a shout of breakthrough. Come on, the curse is broken. The curse is destroyed and victory is here hallelujah say victory is here turn and give somebody a high five and you can be seated hallelujah Whew. you can't be cursed I'm going to take you to second kings chapter 2 this morning this is one of my favorite prophetic passages but I feel like there's something specific that I want uh, to release this morning from the Lord This is the story, of course, of Elijah and Elisha. This is the story of Elisha receiving a double portion mantle. This is the story of Elisha receiving a new mantle for a new day. And the Lord said, this house is entering in to a new day. That means each of you are entering in to a new day. Amen. And so I want to start in 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 8. And it starts by saying, now Elijah took his mantle. He rolled it up and struck the water. And it was divided this way and that. So the two of them crossed over on dry ground. I want to pause there because I decree right now over King's Chapel in Wasilla, Alaska, that today is a day of crossing over. Today is a day where you're coming out of battling to survive into battling to possess. Come on, today is a day where you're shifting out of just a building focus into the anointing of breakthrough, into an anointing of taking back all that the enemy has stolen. And I heard the Lord say, every extra dollar it costs you to repair the damage the enemy brought time after time along the way, the Lord says, I'm going to give it back to you sevenfold. I'm not just going to give it back to you to pay off the building's bills. I'm going to give it back to you to pay off your bills, says the Lord. And I'm going to begin to rise up as a God that brings vengeance against your enemy, but also a God that repays and restores. Amen. Now, I heard the Lord say, this is a day of breaking through. The word breakthrough, if you look it up in a definition, it actually means this. It means a military movement or advance all the way through and beyond the enemy's frontline defense. Come on, a a military movement. How many know we're the army of the Lord? 
How many know that God's given us an assignment, even in this city, to take this city, to take this state, to establish a beachhead for God? It's a military movement or advance all the way through and beyond the enemy's frontline defense. Now say the words through and beyond. I'll get back to that. It's also the overcoming of every obstacle, barrier, and hindrance to progress. Can you see that this battle has been intense, but that this day today is a breakthrough day? Amen? Now, to give you a picture of breakthrough and to give you a picture of this phrase through and beyond, we've got to look, um, look back to World War II when the Allied troops were, uh, had planned the, uh, the invasion of the beaches of Normandy. Most people know this story, but we know that the, the evil, um, the evil empire was advancing, taking cities, controlling nations, oppressing people, destroying lives, and there, somebody needed to do something. Amen? And so in, in that situation, the Allied troops planned this invasion. They came ashore on D-Day at a great cost of life with great sacrifice, but they established a beachhead. Right? They established a beachhead. What you've been doing is establishing a beachhead. And your battle in the spirit has every bit as been every bit as intense as what happened at D-Day. It's just that you didn't have the you didn't have the loss of life in the in the natural, but you had carnage in the spirit. Come on. But let me just say this: the day that they established the beachhead, they didn't stick their rifles in the sand and stop and have a party. Come on, because guess what? The goal was never the beachhead. The goal was to go in and liberate cities, liberate territories, set captives free. Come on, to break the back of the evil empire, to break the back of the evil controller in the land. That beachhead was just became a launching pad for liberty and revival. Come on, today's the beachhead moment. And while we celebrate, we've got to understand there's work ahead. Come on, there's work ahead. Everybody say through and beyond. Because what we have to understand is that breakthrough, which is today, breakthrough is not the end of a matter. Breakthrough is a new beginning. I know y'all are tired of the battle. But I'm telling you that when the battle shifts from battling to survive to battling to advance... And set captives free. It does something for you. Come on, it invigorates you. You're like everything we've sacrificed, everything we've worked for was worth it because we're advancing in this new season. Amen? And I want to say to you that victory gives you authority. There's a greater authority on this house now. There's a greater authority on the leaders of this house. There's a greater authority on the, on the, the people that have pressed through with this house. There's a greater authority that you're going to see manifesting in breakthrough in your own personal life. 
you're going to see it manifesting and breaking through and beyond. It's like this. When somebody gets saved, they've broken through. Then they have to go beyond. They tell their friends. They get others saved. They share the good news. When you get healed, you break through, right? But it's not, doesn't stop there. Then out of that healing, you go lay hands on the sick. Come on, you get delivered of a demon and you get a passion to go out and set all the captives free. Come on, this is a season that God's saying, listen, I've done a lot for you. Now I'm going to begin to put a demand on you and I'm going to send you out to do for others what I've done for you. Amen. Give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. So the next verse says, and so it was when they crossed over that Elijah said to Elisha, ask what I may do for you before I'm taken away from you. And Elisha said, please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. And he said, you've asked a hard thing, Daniel Bracken. (laughs) Did Daniel Bracken ask God for a hard thing? Look around. We have not because we ask not. But he said, you've, a- you've asked for a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I'm taken from you, it shall be so. But if not, it shall not be so. You're entering into a double portion season. You are entering into a time, says the Lord, where you're going to see hard things. Now that you've conquered this mountain, you're going to see hard things come to pass. The Lord says the vision is going to expand. It's going to increase. There's going to be an exponential growth. Now, people have asked me about the double portion, and I think that the double portion is so many different things. It's when God brings um, two different Um, groups of people together are two different anointings together for breakthrough. Um, For example, when he brings men and women together, when he brings people from different races together, when he brings the older generation and the younger generation. I I personally, even though I've got seven grandkids, I still prefer to think of myself as the oldest member of the younger generation (laughs) rather than the youngest member of the older generation. Okay. I just, that's where my head is. Okay. A double portion, but listen, I felt like the the Lord said this, a double portion is one portion for you to meet all your needs and a second portion for you to give away to meet the needs of others. Come on, enough health that you walk in divine health, but enough health that you can lay hands on the sick and see the sick recover. Amen. Enough finances that your bills are paid, your visions being financed, and enough and enough finances that you can bless others, that you can sow into the kingdom, that you can advance other visions. Come on. God is a God of more than enough. He is an extravagant God. And God is saying, you're coming into a time of extravagance. If you were here, you heard my husband's word that said that the, that the number 2023 in the Strongs literally means that this year is a year of lavish, abundant supply. And I'm decreeing that over this house, but I'm also decreeing it over your house. This is a double portion house. This is a house of apostolic prophetic strategy that's pushing forward to open the heavens and to open the earth. Guess what? A lot of churches pray for an open heaven and when they get an open heaven, they don't know what to do with it. But this church understands that when you open the heaven, you pull that open heaven down into an open earth and it begins to bring change. It begins to cause scales to fall off of eyes. It causes captives to be set free. That is a double portion. In a double portion season, that which has been impossible to you becomes possible. This was impossible. But you're sitting 
in something that was impossible. Let me give you the definition of something. This is my definition of impossible. It is something that absolutely, positively cannot be done until somebody does it. You're sitting in that word. Come on, you're sitting in that word. It's called the principle of one man breakthrough. I don't know if you're familiar with this, but it's when somebody accomplishes something that was thought to be impossible, it breaks the way open for so many others to be able to accomplish that. For example, a hundred years ago, they said it was absolutely physically impossible for a man to run a four-minute mile. Impossible. Cannot be done. The human physiology cannot accomplish that task until a man named Roger Bannister did it. When he broke through, he broke the way open for so many others to break through. Thousands and thousands have broken the four-minute mile. And I don't know if you saw this, but a couple of years ago, a guy named Eliud Kipchoge, Kipchoge, he was from Kenya, he actually ran a marathon, 26.3 miles in under two hours. You know what that means? That means he consistently ran a four-minute mile for two hours. A hundred years ago, they said it was impossible for anybody to do it. But look what he did. He broke it open so that thousands of others could walk in that same breakthrough. Amen? Let me remind you that they said it was physically, humanly impossible to ascend to the top of Mount Everest, the tallest mountain in the world. They said that the human body could not do it. It was physically impossible until a man named Sir Edmund Hillary did it. You know who's climbing to the top of Mount Everest now? Grandmas. One leg Men. Wait, wait, one-legged men. Come on, what was impossible a hundred years ago is now possible because one man broke through. Why am I talking about this today? Because there has been an ancient spirit in this land that has been resisting this happening. It has been resisting churches all over Alaska. It comes from ancient spirits of witchcraft. It comes from ancient occult uh, works and sacrifices that were made against any kind of uh, Western religion coming into this place. But it's also those who came to Alaska to escape the lower 48 and decreed this to be a God-free zone. True. I say Alaska is one of the currently ranked the least spiritual, the least religious state in America, but that's shifting. That's shifting. So this spirit its goal, and I'm going to read this because I want to just make sure that I, I get this right. This spirit resists the move of God Having claimed this state as a God-free zone, it wears leaders out until they give up. The goal is to drive them out, get them to give up, and get them to leave. 
And the Lord said, your breakthrough is breaking the way open for churches, spirit-filled churches all over Alaska to possess buildings and fill them with revival. It's breaking open churches in First Nations organizations. It's breaking open churches that have had, had to go from place to place being kicked out of buildings because they could not possess it because this spirit said this is a God-free zone and discouraged them and drove them out. How many churches closed down in this state because of this spirit? How many believers fled this state because of this spirit? And I hear the Lord saying so many people left because they couldn't find a place of spiritual breakthrough. But what you've done today is you've broken something through that is going to break the entire state through. It's going to break the church and the entire state through. And now where people came here to get away from God, suddenly God says, I'm going to bring here people here from the lower floor. 49 to help steward the revival because something changed in the atmosphere when King's Chapel broke through. I saw this while we were coming here on our very, very, very long flights. Trying to get here. Give me lots of time to pray. Everybody say breakthrough. Come on. King's Chapel broke through, and it's just broken the whole way open for the state of Alaska. This building was never just about you. The resistance you faced, it was because it was never just about building a church building. It was literally about confronting a principality. And if you weren't here last night, I encourage you to go back and listen to Pastor Bruno's word. I'm going to build on that here in just a moment. Let, let's go back to the scripture for just a minute. It says, then it happened as they continued on and talked, suddenly a chariot of fire appeared with the horses of fire and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven and Elisha saw it. See, he could not lose focus. This is what pastors Daniel and, and Karen had to do. They couldn't lose focus. They had to keep their eye on what God said. This is a lesson for all of us in warring and contending for our prophetic promises. Man, I was messed up on the front row. I was bawling my eyes out on the front row through that testimony because this is what we've got to do. We've got to fight. We've got to war with the prophetic words that have come over our lives. Amen. Elisha saw it and he cried out, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and its horsemen. And he saw him no more. He took hold of his own clothes and tore them into two pieces. He also took up the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him. And he went back and stood by the Jordan. And we know that he said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? And he struck the water and the water was parted this way and that. The first thing I want to say to you is that you are no longer in yesterday's season. Now, I understand there's still projects to do. But the Lord says your focus now is not building. Your focus is breakthrough. Through and beyond. So we've got to tear the mantle from the last season. We've got to tear it. Come on, all of us individually, God is bringing us into a new day. He wants to give us a new mantle for a new day. But we don't get to just put the new mantle on top of the old mantle. Come on, we got to tear the mantle. Just do that prophetic act right where you're sitting. Tear the mantle of the last season. The last season that you were filled with grief, that you were filled with sorrow, that you were filled with frustration. Come on, in your families, in your children, in your finances, all this junk that we've gone through for three years. God is saying, tear the mantle from the last season and reach up and receive the fresh mantle for the new day, a fresh mantle for the new season, a fresh mantle of power, a fresh anointing for the new day. 
And I want you to understand that even though the season shifted, there was a continuity. See, when Elijah took up the mantle of Elijah and he struck the water, if you'll notice, Elijah's last miracle became Elisha's first miracle. Now let's pull this into the New Testament. You see, because this is such a picture of what happened with Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, if I go away, I can send the Holy Spirit to you. Jesus went up. His mantle came down. And even though I'm preaching out of an Old Testament passage, let me say, what we have received by the Holy Spirit is far more powerful than Elijah's mantle. Come on, inside of you is a curse breaker. Inside of you is a curse destroyer. Come on. He is the one that ends the curse. He's the one that breaks the curse. How many understand Jesus died on the cross so that we don't have to be cursed? Come on, Jesus died, took the curse on himself so we don't have to be cursed. But we still know there's a devil around. I'm telling you, God put the anointing of the devil destroyer on the inside of you. And when the church actually wakes up to what we've got with the Holy Ghost on the inside of us, then we will fulfill the scripture when Jesus said, pick up where I left off. Where did he say that? He said, greater things than I do, you're going to do. Because I go to my Father. Hallelujah. All right, now let's look at this next passage because this is, I think, where you're at. Verse 19. Then the men of the city said to Elisha, please notice the situation of the city is pleasant as my Lord sees. Alaska is beautiful as you can see. But the water is bad and the ground is barren. There's something in the land that is cursed. And he said, bring me a new bowl, which is a representation of prayer. There's bowls in heaven, which are filled with incense, which are the prayers of the saints. This is a house of prayer. This house was not just built on money. It was built on prayer. It was built on the glory. It was built on the manifestation of the word of the Lord. He said, bring me a new bowl and put salt in it. Who did Jesus say is the salt? Come on, we are. And he took... Then he went out to the source of the water or the source of the curse and he cast the salt in there. He cast us in to the very place that the curse is operating. And he said, he made a decree, thus says the Lord, I have healed this water. From it there shall be no more death or barrenness. And the water remains healed to this day according to the word of Elijah which he spoke. I want you to understand that the purpose of God releasing breakthrough, the purpose of God releasing a double portion anointing is not just so we can walk around with this mantle going, don't I look great? Do y'all like my jacket? Don't I look great? This natural jacket has no power. But the spiritual mantle that God's giving you has power. Power to change your family, power to change a city. Power to change a nation. Even from Canada, from, from Alaska and, and pouring into Canada, from Alaska, pouring into the United States, God's going to bring nation changing out of this place. Amen? God's going to bring nation changing. Let me tell you, I know what I'm talking about. Because in our territory, 40 years ago, we bought a piece of land. We bought 80 acres of land. I can't tell you that story because it's too long. But we bought this 80-acre piece of land. And we weren't in our area very long where it was very, very undeveloped. We're about two or three miles from 
literally the world's most beautiful beaches, sugar white sand, absolutely beautiful. But we discovered after being there for a very short time that even though it was completely undeveloped, there was a lot of stuff there. And by stuff, I mean every kind of cult group you can imagine. Satanists were crucifying animals and leaving their bodies all over the territory. Witches, warlocks, pagan cults, psychic healers, psychic gurus, Santeria voodoo cults, you name it, we had it. And God took this little pioneering prophetic ministry, dropped us down into a territory that was overrun with witchcraft, kind of like Wasilla has been in the past, in the past. And basically here was our prophetic word. You ready? Fight or die. I mean, they were astral projecting into our homes. They left decapitated animals on the doorsteps of our houses. They spilled sacrificial blood all over our church property and wrote curses on our buildings. And honestly, I mean, I was 25, 26 years old when we started pastoring this church. I was running to all my Bible college books going, where did they cover this in class? I was freaked out, honestly. And one day the Lord said to me, Jane, why are you so freaked out by this? And I said, like, the blood, you know, it's horrible. And the Lord said, Jane, don't you realize by now that one drop of the blood of Jesus is more powerful than every blood curse, blood oath, blood hex, vex curse that could possibly be spilled out against you. Now rise up and fight back and push those things out of your land. And guess what we did? We engaged, just like you've engaged here. We came up against territorial spirits just like you have here. I want you to know that we drove every single one of those cult groups out of our area. Every single one of them left because they could no longer operate because our heaven was open and theirs was closed. I want you to also know that we contended and we broke a spirit of poverty off of our land. And in our, in our state, in Florida, there's 67 counties. We were ranked number 64 on the economic scale in Florida. We were one of the poorest counties in Florida. We had the worst school systems. We had a corrupt police department. We had, we had so much chaos, so much trouble in our county. But I want you to know that when we broke witchcraft, then we went after poverty. That was 20 years ago. Today, our county is now the top revenue producer in the state of Florida. We are ranked number one in the state of Florida for economic growth and development. Our school system is now third in the state. Our sheriff's department is the top sheriff's department in the entire state. And we are now one of the four fastest growing communities, fastest growing counties in all of America. Let me just say what the devil said was impossible. We refused to listen to what his decree was. And we went in and we saw victory and breakthrough against territorial demons that had been there longer than we've been alive. I'm, I'm not making that up. Your pastor's not going to invent a liar to come stand in your pulpit. Now let me just say this. All this stuff with balloons and surveillance, listen, the Lord spoke to me before the balloon thing ever happened when I was praying about coming up here. And the Lord said, Alaska's called to be a state of watchmen. They're not just going to watch on the land. They're going to watch in the, in the spirit. They're going to watch in the atmosphere. How many believe that God's called you to be a watchman intercessor? This church is a watchman intercessor church. A state of warriors, worshipers, and watchmen. 
And what are you doing? You're called to prepare the way for the king of glory. You're called to protect the nation from invaders. But Pastor Bruno touched on the Leviathan spirit. I don't have time to, to do a big teaching on Leviathan, but I felt like there was a key here to just show you how what he was hearing was exactly right. Of course, you know that the dragon is um, all through Asia. I do a lot of ministry in Asia. I spent the first two weeks of the year in Korea. But you know that that land bridge is just brought, brings you right to Alaska. And so, of course, the dragon culture, the dragon spirit would come with it, which is a Leviathan spirit. Go read Job chapter 41, and he is called the king of the children of pride. It is the picture of an unconquerable foe until Jesus conquers him. Come on, people said you'd never be able to do this. You had, you had pastors, I feel like, that even cursed you. They didn't mean to curse you, but they were like, yeah, no, we can't, pastors can't do this. This, this doesn't happen in Alaska. Guess what? God loves to turn those decrees upside down. God loves to come in and show up and go, oh yeah? God loves a good challenge, amen? So, um, so it, I'm going to go back to Isaiah 27, 1, that, uh, that Pastor Bruno was talking about last night. And I want to read this because I, th I think it's very clear what you guys have been up against. It says, Isaiah 27, 1, it says, in that day, the Lord with his sore and great and strong sword shall punish Leviathan, the piercing serpent, even Leviathan, that crooked serpent, and he shall slay the dragon that is in the sea. I have no doubt that this is what you've been coming up against. You know why? Because listen to the characteristics. If you actually studied out in, in um, Job chapter 41, these are some of the characteristics. He hates prayer. He hates revival. He resists the move of God. He hates unity. Filled with pride, filled with arrogance, prayerlessness, very stubborn and resistant. Does this sound like things that you've come up against even in your normal life here? It's a covenant-breaking spirit, a divisive spirit. It refuses to serve. So every time you volunteer and serve, you are striking a blow at Leviathan. Come on. It's a spirit of fear and intimidation. It's a spirit of religion. It produces hopelessness, fear, apathy, strife, and contention. I know I'm firing a lot of things at you, but I just want to show you. I didn't come up with this last night after he preached. This is what the characteristics of Leviathan are. And this is everything they've come against. It hates uh, the move of, the, of God. It twists communication. It twists understanding. It twists uh, contracts. It twists agreements and tries to break them. It's antichrist. It's humanistic. It's filled with atheism, agnosticism. And God raised King's Cathedral up to take it down. Now, when you look at that scripture, it's very interesting because they call... Um, Leviathan, the piercing serpent, and the crooked serpent. So let's look at what those words mean in Hebrew. It's very interesting. The word piercing means to drive you away and put you to flight. Isn't that what Leviathan tried to do? To drive you away and put you to flight. The word crooked means bent, twisted, distorted, to be bent out of shape. <laughs> Anybody here ever get bent out of shape? You don't have to raise your hand, okay? And the word serpent there means to hiss or whisper a spell 
of witchcraft and divination. See, you guys have not just been up against natural circumstances. You've been up against a spiritual stronghold. But on the other hand, I want to release something over. If you wouldn't mind just standing to your feet. A number of days before we came here, this is what the Lord just showed me. Just lift your hands up. The Lord said, when he sees what's happening here today, he says, I see glory carriers. I see a remnant in this state that is rolling out a red carpet. And I, I had this vision. And in this, and in this vision, we were rolling out a red carpet for the king of glory. And then Pastor Daniel got up last night and said the worship team is rolling out a red carpet up to heaven. I wrote this like five days ago. That we're rolling out a red carpet for the king of glory. And it's reaching up to his throne. Breaking open the atmosphere. But then I saw another carpet coming down from heaven. And as it rolled out, it was shimmering shiny gold. A trumpet blasted. And it was declared, make way for the king of glory. He is coming as the Psalms 24, Jehovah Shabbat, Shabbat, the Lord strong and mighty in battle, the Lord of the angel armies, the King of glory is descending upon this state, the state that is called to carry his glory, a glory state, a watchman state, watching in the heavens and watching in the earth, a gateway state for the Lord of hosts. Your numbers may be small, but you are mighty. Watch how God will do much with a few. His glory will spark fires all over this state. Then I saw ten ladders in ten cities where contending prayer has gone up. The sky looked dark. But the angelic ladders were penetrating the atmosphere with light. I believe these are the first of the cities to experience the glory revival that has come. It will penetrate the heavens, causing eyes blinded by Antichrist. That's atheism, agnosticism, mammon, hardness of heart from the west, and shamanism, and witchcraft, and the occult from the east and the first nations. That it's going to cause their eyes to suddenly be open and hearts to cry out. Come on, you know what this means? This means your prodigals are getting a revelation of who Jesus is. Your prodigals are coming home. And the Lord declares, revival is not just on a way. Revival's here. Revival's here. Here comes the King of glory. The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle that crushes Leviathan under his feet. That breaks every yoke of Leviathan off of his people and off of his purpose. Lift your hands up. Father, I release the double portion all over this house, God. They're breaking out. They're going through and beyond. This is the day of breakthrough. Now, I want you to declare this with me. Because, see, I hear the Lord saying that this is a time of acceleration and multiplication for KC. What used to take months is going to take weeks. What used to take weeks is going to take days. What used to take days is going to take hours because the spirit of resistance is broken. Doesn't mean that you won't face it here and there. But remember that the overarching spirit has been broken. And I, I want you to decree this with me today. Lift your hands, and we're going to put a decree on the screen. Hallelujah. Okay, I don't see it coming, but I will start it. And you guys can just decree it after me. We decree today. We are crossing over into our new season. A season of breakthrough here at KC. Oh, we got it. Okay. Just read it with me. I want you just to read it with me. We receive a new mantle for the new day. We are making way for the King of glory to come here in Wasilla and throughout this state. 
Leviathan is now under our feet. Come on, put him under your feet. Resistance is broken and a fresh anointing is here. We decree we are yoke breakers and curse destroyers because the Holy Ghost lives in us. Souls will be saved. Bodies will be healed. Families will be reconciled. Prodigals will come home. This building will be paid off in record time because of all the financial miracles of the people. We receive our double portion mantle from this point forward. Jesus, be glorified in all we do and say, in your name, we decree it all. Give the Lord a shout. Woo! Come on, shout the word breakthrough. Shout the word victory. Shout the word triumph. Hallelujah. Now be seated for just a moment. I'm gonna give you an opportunity to sow into this. You know, spiritually, they say Alaska. This is what, this is what church missiologists say. That Alaska is like a spiritual desert. They say really literally only, I don't know, 5% of the population are really truly believers. How many know God's flipping that? That's why God, how many of you, God moved you here? God's going to move a lot more people here to help steward this harvest. Isaiah 35, though, declares the desert will blossom and bloom like a rose. At the beginning of the pandemic, the Lord gave me a word, super bloom. What the super bloom speaks of is that in a desert, year after year, the seeds blow across the desert floor. But because it's too dry, it's too harsh, it's too hostile, the seeds don't take root and bloom. But instead what they do is they work their way down into the cracks and crevices and they lay in the ground, not dead, but dormant waiting for a shift and they may lay there five years or ten years some super blooms have come after 20 years right after i decreed this the dead sea region of israel experienced a super bloom for the first time in history the first time how many have ever been to the dead sea you know how dry and barren it is the mountains around the dead sea were red and orange and gold and all these beautiful phenomenal purple colors and everything because god was showing us a super bloom anointing now what does this mean this means that through the years there have been many prophecies over alaska there have been many prayers prayed even since you guys have been here so many prayers that you haven't seen fully fulfilled. How many of you have prophecies over your life that you've not seen fulfilled? How many have been waiting a long time for those? Come on, just by a show of your hands, how many have been waiting longer than six months? How many have been waiting longer than a year? Wave your hand if you've been waiting longer than three years. Three years, give me five, five, give me 10, 10, give me 15, 15, give me 20, 20, give me 25. How many have been waiting a really long time? But I wanna declare to you today, that word and that seed is not dead, it is dormant. And in a moment of breakthrough, in a moment something can shift and something shifts in the, earth, in the heavens and the earth and causes dormant seeds to wake up. There's a super bloom coming to Alaska. There's a spiritual super bloom coming to Alaska. And what has seemed so hard for so many years, it's going to be easy. California, I think the desert's had super blooms in the last three out of four years. They've gone 20 years with no super blooms. I'm telling you, the word of the Lord 
that's come over your life is going to blossom and bloom. The prayers that you've prayed that you haven't seen answers to are going to blossom and bloom. The financial seeds that you've sown are going to blossom and bloom. And so I wanted to declare today a super bloom season over this church, over your homes, over your families, and over the state of Alaska because God has shifted something and is bringing you into a new season of breakthrough in the heavens, breakthrough in the earth, and tangible manifestations of super bloom. I'm telling you, we decreed this over our church at the beginning of COVID. And I'll tell you what, our church grew through COVID. We actually doubled in COVID. When other churches were shutting down, ours doubled. Our finances doubled. And every single business in our church broke records in their businesses. Just like Pastor Daniel said, we're not participating in a recession. Come on, what we're doing is we're laying hold of super bloom. And we're decreeing that the heavens have opened, something shifted, and now the earth's going to shift. Leviathan's defeated, and now we're going to advance. Well, I hope you were encouraged by God's Word. Thank you again for listening to King's Alaska Podcast. God bless you. For more great content, go to kcalaska.com. And may God's face shine upon you and give you peace.